And welcome to Thick Boy Fight Club. This is your Balkan boy. Andrew the Beast Tyson. Damn, it's the Bosnian menace. Yep. Breaks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's going to be an awesome podcast. But uh, before we get started, we got to shout out, you know, our, our restaurants. And uh, today we've been eating Balkan food from Sarajevo Grill. Authentic Balkan food. Bosnian spot um, in this area too. So keeping it local again. Uh, right by East city. Mall. And uh, yeah, they got chivapi, burek. You know, if you know your Bosnian and Balkan food, you already know. Heavy on yeah, the meat, heavy on the bread, cheese. You know, you know. I'm from you Hamilton. Said, you, I'm from Hamilton, so we also have some good uh, Balkan food. I'm Bosnian too, so uh, shout out uh, Scout Cafe and uh, also Comics Foods. Uh, some very good food over there. There's a couple of my friends that own these restaurants in Hamilton, so. Shout out, you freaks. Uh, I'm keeping that same energy. Another spot on Lakeshore in Etobicoke, right down the street from me. Uh, dopest duck food truck. I don't think I've gotten to bring you over there yet, but um, the best way I can describe it is imagine if you go to like, you know, we have like rib fest, jerk fest. Imagine if there was a competition for like food trucks. Like this place has everything from uh, pulled pork, beef brisket, You've never mac and here? cheese. For, it's so far. <sighs> They have, like, assortments of donuts. I don't even know if the menu's the same all the time. If you go on their Instagram, I mean, it's the craziest stuff. And it's, like, jerk chicken sandwiches. And it's literally as if, like, a bunch of different type of restaurants were coming to a competition. And this guy has all this stuff. It's, like, crazy. One guy has those. One guy. It's nuts. And Where like, is this? Um, it's actually, he actually reached out, actually, when you've I been, posted You've been him. keeping out on us. Eh? Yeah, you know, I always forget to order for the fight night. So we're going to do it this weekend. But this place is dope Thanks. as hell. Thanks, man. Uh, I'm cutting weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, after your pipe, we'll, we'll eat it this weekend. You'll have it after the fight. Sorry, I can't eat my eyes. I'm like I said before, the best food in the city is in Etobicoke, uh, and I'm literally picking places just on Lakeshore. We're not even getting into the Dundas, Bloor, Queens, yeah, right yeah. part of Etobicoke yet. Like, so literally best food in the city. So dope as dog food truck. So we got an exciting episode of Thick Boy Fight Club because today we got a legend with us. Legend. Dennis, the Bosnian menace. Brat Moy, my brother over here. Fuck. Um, he's uh, one of the top ranked MMA fighters uh, in Canada. And when it comes to Muay Thai and striking, this guy has done it all. He's been to Thailand, China. I mean, Dennis, man, why don't you just like tell us how you got started and we'll get all right into it. Okay. Um, so the way I got started with uh, the Thailand and China stuff... Uh, I was doing, I started uh, martial arts with Kuo Lin in 2002, right? Um, I was a bad little guy. I just got out of, uh, just got out of doing some time, right? And uh, I was actually, I got to a fight at a high school, right? And uh, so what happened was I got kicked out of all these high schools and I was only allowed in this one high school. Um, oh, the bad boys high school, eh? like yeah. Well, that's the high school that I went to, because because all the other high schools were um, they didn't allow me, right? Because I got into a big fight. It was like a, it was like a big fight at a school, right? At a different high school. So um, <clears throat> so, anyways, I got I got back into this high school. Um, it was two thousand and two, right? So um, I I got a co op placement at a at a Premier Fitness, right? So I went there and uh, I was introduced to this guy. Like Krolin was there, right? And uh, anyway, I first talked to the boss and then they introduced me to Krolin. And then he was like, "Go ahead, come here and just show me around the gym and show me what I had, show me what I had to do. Um, show me the toilets. So oh, you gotta scrub the toilets. You gotta clean this. You gotta 
Then uh, he took me upstairs, guy, you got to put these weights away and this and that. And then he showed me this little boxing room, right? Um, and there was uh, a one guy that was there. He was like a boxing coach. His name was Ian Major, which was one of his first students, right? Um, so anyways, I seen a couple of bags there. And I was already, like, I was doing martial Like, I was already into martial arts. I, mean, I did uh, Taekwondo before that since I was, like, 10 years old. You're a champion in Taekwondo, right? Yeah, I was a world champion in uh, in uh, Australia, 2005. It was, uh, my first world championship, actually. And uh, yeah, I was a, I was a world I was a world champion in Taekwondo, but uh, yeah, so I just uh, actually that that was afterwards. But after after I um, after I met him, I, I became a, a world champion in Taekwondo, but. Um, so yeah, I was anyways. I was always, I was always in martial arts. So I, was, I, feel, I seen the bag. I started playing with the bag, you know. And then uh, he just looked at me. He's like, "Oh, forget about the toilets. You're gonna stay here. You're gonna teach boxing with this guy." <laughs> <laughs> right. Nice. So that was that was my that was how I started. Right. I started there, and I seen these guys were doing. He's like, "Now you're gonna learn. We're gonna teach you how to fight. You know, forget about my take my dough and uh, take my dough. Like, forget about take my dough and." Gonna teach you how to fight for real. So uh, I see what he was doing, and then um, yeah, started from there, man. I just started training with him. Two weeks after that, I got my first kickboxing fight or Muay Thai fight. Nice. Two weeks after that, yeah. After that, man. so so how long was it before you transitioned to MMA from um, doing like stand up? I know you were mostly kickboxing, Muay Thai, like. Yeah, that's a funny story. Um, one day it was. Uh, it was actually one of the girls that I used to date at the time. It was her birthday. It was 2007, right? Mind you, I was still training. I was always training. I was always training. But I was on the streets a lot also, right? So I wasn't really, like, really, like, serious about it. But I was always ready, I was always ready to fight. Like, I, was, I love to compete. I'm a competitor, you know what I mean? I love to compete, you know? So, and Kruelin knew that I was that guy that will just take fights at any time right so anyways what happened was i called i called the lynn one morning to get some tickets because i heard it was an mma fight i'm gonna take this girl watch a fight right yeah this is on the reserve right this is on the the, the iq because back in the day there was no mma legal no, you're, no. you're like a pioneer like you've like been around for fucking <laughs> fucking yeah. study chicha yeah for that for an, over a decade right um well about 15 years now over but yeah 13 right um Keep going. So yeah, so I'm like, coach, I need some tickets. I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this girl. I want to take this girl. Watch the fight. It's her birthday. He's like, what ticket, man? You fight tonight. You get your ass down here. I'm hungover, bro. You know, like I just came from a party. This is a Saturday. This is a, so Friday night. I'm hungover. Like this is a Saturday morning. Like on Friday night, we're already partying. It was her birthday. You know, so I woke up hungover. I haven't even trained or nothing. Oh. I no training camp. You know, I go to the gym twice a week, whatever, fuck, kick it a little bit, just to make myself feel better. <laughs> but I didn't know. Like, I just, I, so I was like, okay. He's like, yeah, get your ass down here. We got to weigh you in. I said, what? Weigh you in? Like, Bro, what do you mean, weigh you in? He's like, don't worry, because you're last year, you don't have to really be on weight. You're a replacement because a guy didn't show up. Some guy didn't show up for the fucking weigh-ins, bro. And lucky yeah. enough that I just called to get some tickets. He's like, I'm perfect. Dead. I'm gonna fucking get this. Guy. It was like a sign, you know? Like, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. So yeah, fucking went down there, fucking 
And this is an MMA fight. So up. You knew it was an MMA fight. So and this was, I know, I'm was not it even... pro or amateur? Because what do you pro? Yeah, because you already went pro as Muay Thai and kickboxing. Right? Well, and back then the reserve was... fights, they were just pro fights. Everything, everything was good to go. I'm, yeah. But anyone could like almost go and fight, right? Like anybody. That was could my clearly pro yeah. entrance to the sport. Yeah, a wild one, fuck. Right. So I fought. Uh, You guys better edit this part out. Because <laughs> he's getting pissed at me. Uh, ja- Paul Jackman. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Shout out Paul Jackman, brother. Um, How'd the fight go? This guy's got me high and shit. Got me forgetting what the fuck I'm trying to say. It's, your, it's their fault. Um, I was really thinking that. <laughs> like, ah. This so, thing yeah. boy life ain't easy. You got, you got to train yeah. for this thing boy life. Yeah, yeah. Someone's got to do it. Someone's got to live it. Exactly. exactly. So, so how, like, uh, was this guy another striker? So was he was a, actually he was a he was a karate guy. He was a world champion. He was like two, he was a world champion karate guy. He was fucking legit, man. So it was at least guy. another stand up. It was guy. another they striker. Didn't, like, throw you. It was like, another striker. Out there, yeah, right. yeah. It was a little bit. Dark. I think it was it was supposed to be at one thirty five, but like because it was catch weight. Obviously, I I didn't I, I didn't couldn't make weight. It was the day of the fight. Right. Yeah, what do you like walk around in back then? Like, 140? fuck, I don't know, man. I don't know. 50? I was heavier, right? Because I was like, fucking, I wasn't really training hard, bro. I just come to the gym just to fuck around, you know? Like, I train, I love this because I love the sport. I never really left it, you know what I mean? Like, I was in and out of this shit a lot because I was in the streets a lot when I was younger, right? Stupid, right? But it's not even the streets. I was actually just partying, fuck, man. Just like going to the bow bounce. <laughs> going for some dances but, but um, yeah I mean but I was always ready to fight I was always like I, was, I tried to stay in the gym as much as I could because I always wanted to fight compete right and I mean if there's a fight lined up I'm gonna fucking obviously smart I'm not gonna party yeah you can prepare for war of course right if, if I have a lot but if it's just out of nowhere like that you know what I mean that's a real fighter you gotta be ready really to fight are. at all times no nah. Yeah. Well, because you even you've when done, you're not ready, even when you've you're done not really ready, yeah. well in MMA, like recently you've been winning, like you've beat, you beat a UFC vet, you, you've beaten multiple UFC vets, right? Two, yeah, he's beaten two, and so fought I know him, that's fought in Bellator. I think in Bellator was one of the most fun fights when you fought Chucky Mady there because I think you threw every move I've ever seen you throw at me at sparring on him that day. I was like, oh, I know that one. That's the that's the hook kick. That's the jump the jump kick. That's I had the a lot of fun super that fight. I, I I was actually in probably the best shape of my career because. I was supposed to fight like that. I had a nine month training camp. Oh man, I felt like you could have ended it sooner and you were just like, no, having I was fun. having a lot of fun. You in were there. having fun. And you were just uh, landing all your shit on him. It was yeah. crazy to watch. I think he broke his jaw and that's how the fight ended, right? Yes. Eventually, he yeah. just couldn't go anymore. Yeah. So he, yeah, he, he just didn't come out the, onto the third round. And at the end of the second round, he just uh, broke his jaw. And, uh, he was like, How's that? Well, man, I know how hard you hit. You are gifted with some heavy hands too, you know? Thank you, man. Along Thank with that you, Bosnian man. head. I just, I just, yeah, I got, just got, nog- got the head. Y'all do got I just got the noggin, but, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know what know. it is though? Like you, you have, it's not how hard you hit. It's just you, how it's the technique, bro. It's how you use your body. Bro. Yeah. You know, 100. I just know how to throw my body into my shots. Right. I don't just punch to fucking punch. When I punch, I'm driving right through. I'm, I got moment. I'm putting in momentum. 
and take and, and you know what I mean? Torque like, technique, yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's just technique, man. You know, it's just like you, like jujitsu. You guys, you know how you would slip. It's it's just technique, bro. You know, and uh, with that technique, I just add a lot of momentum, bro. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And, and I cause because I have a lot of, like I have a lot of explosiveness. My, I'm very explosive, so I think maybe it comes from that, right? So oh, yeah. like, what do you? Have, so what's the next thing? Because I know obviously because it's pandemic, it's obviously I know everyone here has missed a fight. Yeah. So what? What has been kind of? I mean, I haven't fought been, in a year. Yeah. Like, how have you been dealing with this? <laughs> what's, what do you got next? Is it when MMA? was your last fight? It was January. My, my last fight was in mass. Was in mass fight in uh, Cambo- in Cambodia. Oh, in Cambodia. I fought uh, this fucking. Uh, I fought in mass fight in Cambodia right after. Right after I fought uh, Tarion where. Uh, oh, I thought Tarion was was the last fight. No, Tarion. For people that don't know, Tarion, mass fight is a nine minute round, right? One nine minute round, round. and uh, like you that. can only win by knockout with MMA gloves. With, and uh, throws are allowed, like t- like wrestling throws. They just stand you back up. So it's not MMA. It's kind of like MMA gloves, but they're like like they're small, like six ounce boxing gloves. Four ounce boxing gloves, right? Are your hands they open? Close, they close the fucking, they close the, so you don't poke, right? Ooh. So you can finish, sorry. So the, the rules are, it's a nine minute fight. You have to finish the fight to win. So you can finish it with a standing uh, a submission or a knockout. Now, so do they do, do they do the 10 second count or is it? And it's two, if it's three knockdowns, you're the third, three knockdowns, you're out. Right? And do they, they give you the 10 count though? They give you the okay, 10, so. They give you the 10 count. And you can throw the guy around and like do like suplexes if you oh, want. Oh, you can do yeah. whatever the fuck you want. want yeah. yeah, yeah. You can fucking grab and throw him on his head. If it, you knock him out like that, it, it still counts. And yeah. you say standing submission. So, like, standing submission. I so, guess that's arm triangle would be. Yeah, like that's the only thing I can think of. Or like, uh, you can do a guillotine. A guillotine. Fucking, you know, get a, get, a, get a choke in there, you know? Yeah. Oh, get to a tight clinch and you can, you can slip. You fought chin. this type of fight twice, right? Uh, Three times. Three times. China one time, Cambodia. Macau, Cambodia, and uh, fuck, what was the third one? I thought, I thought the third one was another part of China, no? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was in Chengdu. You're yeah. right. And the other Sichuan. one was on the island, it was right? In, it was Hainan. in Sichuan province in the fucking mount, in the mountains. Yeah, I remember you It was 6,600 feet above sea level. Yeah, that's the always that's, stuff I kind of when I take these international fights. I'm like, uh, what's the sea level? I yeah, you always check, bro. Because you don't want to, you don't want to like there get there a week before. Yeah, not enough I, time. Not and enough I time. was try and I was training there, and I thought I was I was fine, but when I got into the ring, I felt like my after the third minute I was dead. The like, adrenaline dump too. It's the difference between just training there and then actually. You know, yeah. I bet you're gonna have a drunk pump when you're. Oh yeah. Especially those crowds. So Arthur Kishenko fought on the same show. He was the main event. He oh, fought wow. three dudes in one night. In, not, in one night. On a mountain. Round. So they do three every three minutes, a new guy comes in. What? He got shark tanked in a professional. <laughs> yeah, 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 that happened to Simon Marcus too. You can in China. Guess. Yeah, because they put guys with lesser skill than you, so you can get like three knockouts, three different opponents. That it's is possible. fire. Fire. Yeah. So it's they just like uh, let them. It's literally like those when you think about those old so, kung fu movies. You know where like yeah. the kung fu guy yes. comes at you like one on one, and you're like yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, that's fire! <laughs> it's fun. It was fun to watch. It was actually his corner, bro. That's he came, he came with his girlfriend, and like we were like we were to fight like, three we were guys because we fought we fought on cool <laughs> fight together a lot, right? So like I've I've we, we became good friends. Me and uh, me and Arctic. Shout out Arctic Shanko, man. 
That's how you know you give zero fucks. You're fighting three different men, and you, and you bring your girl. Oh, yeah, I think Shank was actually one of the best. One he of is. the best. That's what I'm now. saying. You gotta be a savage to just. Uh, you want to go with me? Oh, that doesn't mean that. I'll meet somebody. I'll meet somebody. Yeah, that's crazy. So, what do you know? Do you have anything lined up next? Do you know if you want to fight? What do you want to do? MMA stuff next? that you can talk about. Yeah, stuff that, that you can talk about. Well, this will come out next week, by the way. I can, I can talk about it. I mean, um, look, I, I just actually got a, a a message from my 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 manager in uh, Thailand. One of the one of the guys we I worked with him for a long time when I was in Thailand, right? Um, he asked me actually to to fight um, if I was ready to fight for April seventh to fight Rod Tang. Oh, uh, world champion from one FC. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a huge fight. Right? When did you but, get the message? So, so that was Monday after after I was done training. I uh, I seen the message. Were they giving you five weeks notice? About five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. five six weeks. April seventh. So yeah, it's a six. big opportunity. So has one or anybody made so this I, public? So I took. I took. So obviously, I said yes, right? So and then this morning, <laughs> I, I woke up. I woke up to. Uh, I was scrolling to the to my Instagram, and I seen that he already has an opponent. Uh, What's his name? Jake. Jake. What is it? Uh, John Smith. John. Jacob John Smith. Smith. Jacob Russell. Smith or something like that. Okay. I don't know who he is. So. So is there any? I, I just see that this morning. Are you, do you think they were calling you as a backup? Do you think they just want to make sure you're ready in case? Well, fuck, man. I'm just gonna fucking stay ready. Yeah. 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 With right now, I think it's always smart if you have a high level because that guy's the champ, right? He he's the champ. Yeah, so you it's smart with COVID right now for them to call two, even maybe three guys. Three guys, yeah, especially it's just with what's going on, everything's on the fly. Who knows what will be happening by April 7th? And so, that's like a message to all fighters, like the, especially ready, Canadians man. that don't have opportunities here. Like, you got to be stra- training and staying ready, and you don't know who's going to call you to come fight. I don't know where. And most fights, weeks, even in the UFC, weeks. everything's been short order. Yeah, look how many guys have gone into the UFC, even like your teammates, yeah. that like, you know, like what, you know, and they've gotten them last, last minute opportunities, well, 24 hour notice. Look at Canelo's fighting every like six weeks. Guys are getting like four week camps, right? So yeah. even at the highest level, boxing yeah. is getting these short camps. Short out well, the Rod Tank just fought fucking last week, two weeks ago. Yeah, last See? weekend was the last weekend, not this weekend. It's past the weekend before that. He just fought. Yeah, one's been doing nonstop shows recently, right? right? And uh, fuck, now he's got another fight. But uh, another thing is, I I was watching. I follow uh, uh, Liam Harrison. Shout out Liam Harrison. Uh, one of the legends, and uh, he was supposed to fight soon, right? And uh, I think he, there's a, a, a travel, travel, something, some travel oh, from Britain, from England, right, yeah, from UK. So, yeah. and this kid is from the UK, so I don't know unless he's fucking training in Thailand right now. So I don't know what the what the scoop. Well, that's probably is. exactly so, why they reach out to you, make sure, right? Because they don't know what. Every country's doing. Yeah, change. may as well and get a may as well get a, a an, an Englishman, an Australian, a Canadian. A, and UK you know, literally had that. Like, the last lockdown they went through it was like a twenty four hour notice. So like literally, people had no idea. People got like stuck there. So yeah. they they're smart for wanting to reach out to you. Well, I mean, look what happened. We had we got UFI lined up in Mexico, and then Canada just did a oh travel ban. That would have been the. You know, so I mean, you never know what's gonna happen, Ugh. but yeah. like you mean, you you stay Again, ready. You gotta stay ready. Yeah, but bro, it just sucks fucking training day in and day out and day in and day out and not having nothing to train for. Uh, when tell I us can about be it. Doing something else to make money, bro, because yeah. training does not pay the bills. Bro. It doesn't. You know I mean? We all know that. 
We all the goal is always to try a way to make money and you still know, find so, the time to and train. It sucks. Like I'm trying to focus on making some money, work, and try to train some clients and do whatever. You know, instead of tra- like it's taken away from my training and it's taken me. It's it's kind of like sometimes I'm not even motivated to train because I got fucking nothing to train for. Right? Yeah. And then look forward to. I rather like look for a way to make some money. But you know yeah. what I mean? I because feel you. it's tough times right now. Like fucking nobody's working, man. We the gyms are shut down. I mean, Hamilton is open now, so, you know. Yeah, and gym's like, essential, man. And, you know, we've been. Oh, yeah, we've been pumping that gym essential thing for a while now. And, yeah, it's. Well, there is light at the end of the tunnel, which is something we're going to talk about a little bit later on about. Uh, there actually, there's been a couple cases now where they're saying that they're deeming gym's essential because it's for mental health. Yeah. So if you can actually. <laughs> for my mental health. I know so for you yours can prove for sure. through a chiropractor. <laughs> and this actually, this is a good thing to actually talk to you guys about anyway. Um, now there's word and gym owners, if you're watching this or somebody, if you know somebody, um, if you have a doctor's note through a chiropractor, anything involving mental health. And I would argue that like everyone's a little bit crazy, especially if you're already into fitness. I think that's something you'll be able to find easily. I think so. If most people, this is just the first time a lot of people are finding this out. So, uh, we're going to talk more about that later on as well. But, um, yeah, I know that's why it's so tough for guys to stay motivated for a lot of these fights, because like he said, it's like. You never really know if yeah. it's going to come it's through. It's different when you're training for a fight. You're training twice a day when you're training for a fight. You know, it's different when we're just training once a day three and then go eat sometimes. three times. Yeah. yeah. So, Especially when you're going to fight a world champ, right? And he's fuck, training. Yeah. You're doing your, you got to make and sure you're you doing know, everything. Like bro, like, bro, if you guys look up this fucking killer. <laughs> he's a killer. He's a killer. He's he showing like, us. Bro, I, like five weeks is not enough to prepare for this kid, bro. This Let alone five like, weeks with limited This guy training. is ranked number one in the world in Muay Thai at this weight division. He, I think he's pound for pound number one right now. And like, he's been he's, fighting. He's been killing everybody. I mean, Pini, Rajdaman, fucking like, bro, the guy's just unstoppable. He's a fucking killer. Yeah, you know? And he's staying active. That's another big and thing. And he's active, bro. He's constantly fighting. And if not in one FC, he's fighting in Thailand. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's just taking time. Well, similar to what we were talking about with the Canelo thing, how he's getting to fight. He's basically having his fight set up before they're done. So they had the promo for him and uh, Billy Joe Saunders the night of his fight. And like, it's like he's he's running practices, like sparring sessions. And same thing, he's picking guys like, you know, two guys in the UK who can't train and... Bro, this guy's his the fights for him right now are like, are like sparring sessions. Yeah, for him, right? yeah, yeah. Because he's getting the train consistent. Guys are getting these on five weeks' notice. <laughs> like, yeah, want to fight this? Yeah. Guy guys are like, oh, weeks. I got a huge fight coming Bro, up. I I gotta train. Name, he's just like another one. I couldn't sleep on like because I was fucking. <laughs> I felt like I was smoking crack on there or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like I should so be running. Jittery. It's adrenaline. <laughs> yeah, fucking jittery. I'm like, I can't believe, bro. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep all night. You know, so excited and fucking so devastated this morning. Yeah, <laughs> you know? that's crazy. But again, fucking, we're all used to disappointments. You with never this know, sport. Right? You know, game. this Especially might be another shit. game, right? Like, yeah. fucking get you off your toe. You don't know these fucking. It's hard to win over. That's there. a you good point. Wanna, you don't want their, their guys to lose either. That's of actually a good not. point. Is to pump fake you and have you? Because bro, I've lived there, bro. I know how they. I know how they operate. You're a Farang. You'll always be a Farang. Yeah, yeah, I know. For sure. Finagling for promoters. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I know. Take your fights. Well, I get fights. One as long as you need that. Is in, is in, is in uh, Singapore, so it's different from, from Thailand, right? 
Yeah, but still, they got same they same. focus on their on their same Asian same market, right? Different. Same same. When did One FC come back? Because I know they weren't back for a while while the UFC was, and now it sounds like they're running shows a lot. Yeah, well, they, they came back basically like they're the, back. The, the like, I think the last uh, four, five, six Fridays, maybe even. Yeah, fuck yeah. It. And Singapore. Yeah, new cards keep coming out. And yeah, it's different uh, when you have a studio and money like that. They just put on like five, six fights at a time because yeah. there's no audience. And then next week, next Friday, five, six times because you're really it's for your television audience and your yeah, online audience, right? So, and I don't know if they're allowing anyone there, right, to watch. Mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Right. And so is this card? Because uh, I know this is basically Muay Thai with the four ounce gloves, right? Yeah. And so, is this card gonna have MMA on it as well, or is it yeah, just gonna yeah, be? Yeah, they always have, do it kind of like have, that. Yeah. They have it's a mix, right? That's why I love one championship, man. Because like, you're not just watching MMA. There's Muay Thai, yeah. kickboxing, and MMA, and you got legends in in all. Yeah, in all, all three. All in all, sure, the MMA legends are there fighting. Like you got like. Nikki Holskin, like John, uh, John Wayne Park, and Nikki Holskin. Like, yeah, like, in the four sick. ounce gloves. Isn't Georgia Patrician with them too? Giorgio, he just won their tournament. Yeah. Million dollar tournament. Yeah, I watched that. That was good. Yeah, they're doing well. That was the biggest. So again, that was the big that was the highest paid tournament that's kickboxing in kickboxing history. Of course, a million. And there's guys here that have turned down UFC offers to go to one. It just pays. Yeah, because the money they pay up, especially up front. Yeah. They pay a lot more up front. Uh, Shane Campbell, they offered him, they didn't offer him too much. Really? Yeah. They didn't offer him too much. For what would you What would you pick, UFC or one? If If it was offered, I would to you do both. one because I could fight in all the fucking. Yeah. You would be more active. I would. Yeah. Be, I you could, could do kickboxing, Muay Thai. Everything. Yeah, for you, that one's the perfect. Perfect. And, and Muay Thai with four ounce gloves for you is literally like. That's what I want. That's, that's my, literally like fighting you in the worst possible place. Right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's like the perfect role for a guy like you. Know, that's so, what I mean, right? You know? Like that's exactly. That's like it's like they made it for me, you know. What I'm saying? Yeah, you'll you take way me. more risks and throw crazier shit if you know. Oh, that. bro, and yeah. it'll be so much more fun. So why do you think you don't see more organizations doing that? Because I, I remember even when that Connor and uh, Mayweather thing happened, I said if you want to make it really fair, do the box match in four ounce gloves. Now, not that Mayweather still want to beat him, but there's certain punch that Connor landed. It's totally that, different. You yeah, know, so you like, fought, you why, fought big gloves, you fought small gloves. Yeah. Why do you think that more? Uh, organizations over here haven't tried that because I don't see how that one works. We have bare knuckle fighting here. Would though. you? Ooh, would you ever do bare knuckle? Ooh. Yeah, I was yeah. actually asked. You know you would. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I want him to answer it, but of course I know. Um, I was asked to do it. I mean, if the money's right, I'll do it for sure. Shout out our but, guy Steve Banks. He's fighting this weekend in Full Metal Dojo. That's my boy, and, man. Yeah, Steve Panda Banks, Panda 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 Banks. Banks, the gang, and uh, Johnny Tello just got a fight there too. Remember Johnny Tello? Um, so, Spanish boxer fought amateur for us at a bunch of shows. He's he's fighting bare knuckle there too. So yeah. um, heavyweight bare knuckle. Oh. So so look look. I was asked by Fight Night to do a bare knuckle fight there, right? I I would want to do it. It's not about the money, but at that time I was chasing names because I'm trying to fight yeah. for a big show, right? Yeah. So which is why you fight like, where because is- I'm not getting I'm not even getting younger. You know. <laughs> I'm getting old. Not that I feel old, you know, but I'm I'm fucking kind of, you know, like my like 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 I'm feeling like I'm getting there, but I'm not letting it, you know, happen, you know. It's um, a mindset. But now it's the best time to fight because now you've accumulated the and most. And it's a lot of people knowledge talking in your ear. You're old and you're old. Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> you tell me I'm fucking old, man. You know. I hate that. Like, how much longer are you gonna fight? I'll tell my fucking legs fall off, man. 
how old is John Wayne Parr then? Oh, bro, he's like 46. Right? Yeah, nobody tells him this stuff. Old. And Listen, he just had real. a fucking hip or a knee surgery replacement or something. Listen, I've had three knee surgeries. You, I'm still love fighting, man. Yeah, like, that's what I've had. Because Nicky's not that old. Nicky's like late look at, um, yeah. look at what fighting has allowed, like, two fucking poor Bosnian kids like us to do. <laughs> like, look at all the crazy places we've gotten to go to and travel to, all because of fighting. I don't know what I would do without MMA. What I would do without martial arts, period. You'd be a different type of guy. Yeah. I'd be like, a fucking eating chivapi. I'd be eating chivapi and smoking cigarettes and just getting fat. Yeah. I mean, I don't... Fucking all Rakia that. and just, you know, like... And talking, gossiping about something. Talking, talking about, oh, I could have been a fighter. <laughs> <laughs> and how you, no, he's in the <laughs> And how you were the best. I could have been the best, you know, yeah. like, fuck that. Yeah, you know? man, it's one thing to talk about it. It's another thing to be about it. Well, yeah. Cheers to that. So is, is that the only offer you've gotten uh, this year so far? That's the first one, man. I was actually a little bit depressed for a while because I've been having nothing. Like all, like I, I like my teammates are getting all these offers. Oh like, yeah, because you're Kyle is in the UFC and all yeah, that. Yeah, and uh, my teammates are all fighting and I'm just like banging my head off the fucking wall. It's like dang, dang, you know. Man, any promotion would be lucky to have you. Yeah, but I'm hoping. The, I'm yeah. hoping the one thing though, at least if they gave you the. So is it? Were they offering you just that fight? Or were they trying to offer you a contract overall? I was just asked for. Look, the guy's just like, "Hey, how's your weight, bro? And how's your training, bro?" I said, "My training, bro, is okay, but my weight, bro, <laughs> not so good. But no problem. Bring what? Thick boy, right? So, no, I was. I'm actually. I was 150, right? For thirty five, that's that's not that heavy. One thing, I was I was sixty eight point five kilos. I remember there's you were a, talking about going time, to one twenty five, yeah. and I was like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> why? Why not, yeah. bro? I make fucking one thirty five. Like, bro, I don't even have. So even you're one fifty right now. I'm one forty eight. Yeah, you can be flying. I'm I'm you I like I'm the same trained. size as you, really. That's, that's what I. Mean. I don't know why I imagine. And I cut the flyway, you know. Yeah, I was taught that you were bigger than him, but yeah, he's taller. I'm yeah, short. I guess you are a little taller. He's stuck here. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just short. That would have been. Cr- I just think about you at 125. That just seems crazy. Me or him? Well, you, I already know that's crazy. Yeah, uh, but yeah. I, I know I'm a big 25er for sure. I, the day of the fight, I, some of those guys I tower. Oh, I've seen you at yeah. weigh-in. I think if I, if like, if I get, like, if I get signed to the big show, I'll, I'll do fuck 125. They need 25ers. Yeah. yeah. And it's and, the easier, and, let's and be I'll real, it's the easier path. Right now, of course. It's always been. I think 35, 35 is, 35 is, is right. a much tougher division than 25. So even oh. with this UFC fight, this 35 weekend, right now is looking scary. Best yeah. division in the UFC, best, in my Yeah. Bro, and it's fucking scary. And I, but, but there's a lot of guys that are from, they drop a lot of weight, like drop weight. Guys, go 30. 35 in the UFC is looking scary right now. Scary, man. When well, you have guys you know like well the UFC's when doing you have guys like Jose Aldo, fights. Dominic Cruz, Frankie Edgar, like they could possibly be TJ just Dillashaw. at the end of the top TJ. ten and outside the top ten. TJ Dillashaw could come back. That they could win these next set of fights. Like, Cody Garbrandt is, is scary, there. Man. And the fact that they have a three title fight thing and that's the third fight. Marlon Moraes, Corey Sanhagen. It's crazy. It's just like Aljamain Sterling, the guy who's fighting for the belt. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't want to. And then we forget the guy who had the belt like left. We forget that there's an Olympic champion, the only one ever in UFC. Who was that? Like Henry he decides Cejudo. to come back. I mean, best of it. I know people talk about 155, but to me, 135 is the best division in the sport by far. 25, they definitely need stars. Yeah, like I would love to see you fight for at Davison Figueroa though. Is I would love to a see that beast. fight. Like, he would stand up right too. Like I would love to see them two fight. 
Like, uh, I would love uh, him in the champ. Like, oh yeah, I, that's a fight I would watch right now. Oh, yeah. I actually watched him fight the the the, the Mexican guy, the, the Moreno. The guy, they're doing a rematch. That was nuts. That was a crazy fight. I think it was uh, good, bro. But I don't know, man. I, I maybe I I have high expectations because it's a championship fight. But I felt like it could have been a little bit better. Because, bro, in the second round, they were both tired. Well, it was a short notice fight, too. Yeah. They fought, uh, they they fought, fought um, it was like three weeks than a or month two before, weeks. Yeah. yeah. So, before. two weight cuts. Ferrero's huge. Ferrero's huge. He's huge, huge. Well, I think Moreno's not a big guy. Moreno's not a big guy. So, it didn't really affect him. I think the, Ferrero, the, I think, will destroy I think, him. Yeah, I think I in think the rematch, he'll kill him because, like, he'll have the time to, like, recover properly. Like, that stuff plays a big factor. And you'll see when you cut down to 25. Oh, Birdie. You don't know I, what the recovery is going to be like. A month before I know exactly it's what terrible. I'm talking. The worst for me was wrestling. When I did wrestling and I cut down to, to 57 and I had the wrestling tournament the next week, and I was like, how on earth am I going to do this? And that well, it's second, also different and you that know second fight, tournament, right? yeah. When you go to Thailand, like you hear people tell the story that when they go out there, they know they're gonna fight. You like kind of just you're fighting, right? Like that's kind of what happens. Yeah, but you you don't well, fight. That's at, why you I don't went. cut the weight then. You don't, you fight at exactly. a higher weight. So whereas when you fight and you think you're about to swag, you probably you know he it was a few days before they're like we want you back. I'm sure he probably ate like he's Brazilian. Who knows what he did for those they three don't, four they days? Don't, they don't, listen, it's hard. I know how I act to diet. I've been there. They have no diet over there, right? Like bro, they like in Thailand. If I'm in Bulacau's camp. Okay, I train with the team, so I'm, I stay there. You I eat, eat with what the team. they eat. Yeah. So, bro, all they eat is deep fried shit and spicy this and sugar <laughs> that. Drink. Bro, they're just throwing shit in there. I'm looking. I'm like, bro, I gotta cut, like fucking like 15 pounds. And they're bro. just eating like crazy. And I'm just like, I don't know what, like, what should I say? I don't even know how to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> really? How do I just ask for chicken and rice? Like, they're real. like, we're drinking tonight. You're like, I guess you know, right. like. And then it's like, if I don't eat with them, I don't know. Like, they're like, like why this guy doesn't want to, I, I eat because I don't want him to. Because they're, you know, tight people. I eat like, because I don't want to upset anybody. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, they're like, what? Why don't you want, you, you don't want, you don't like it. Relax. Bro, it's fucking fat. I got a fight coming. Big bullshit. You know what I mean? Oh. These guys all got deep fried eggs and deep fried fish. Oh, that sounds delicious. And then the Real sauce. Real boy life. You know the sauces? The sauce. Dip this in here. <laughs> Fuck, bro. I was dying, bro. Listen, man. I fought the worst weight cut I've ever had. The worst recovery, too. I fought in K1 uh, eight-man tournament in Japan. In Japan? You in couldn't Japan. get good food in Japan? Come on. <sighs> listen, man. Listen. <laughs> what happened? Listen, so I was there with my buddy that's. He he was actually uh, he was a pre uh, a director for K one right K one so there's there was kind of like two K ones at the time right there was like a Japanese and there's a Chinese K one I don't know how the fuck it, it worked out but anyways buddy was working for them it was the same company but like like kind of split in two right. It was global. It was K1 global and K1 something else. Max or something? Yeah. So, anyways. So, I fought. In, first, I fought in K1 Thailand. Uh, world, the, the K1 world max when Buokao fought Enrico Kale. I fought against Ugravi, right? So, after that, they wanted me to fight K1 Japan on an eight-man tournament, right? So, okay, I go there with one of the guys from Buokao's team uh, that's a coach, right? And uh, 
So we get there. So uh, fuck, I'm already. I, I was already. Bro, when I got there, I think I had six kilos to lose. Six kilos. That's like 13 pounds. Right? Yeah. So which is doesn't seem that much, you know? But you've been you've been on a flight, you've like So I'm like fucking blow. So anyways, so anyways, the first night, the first day there, I lose three kilos. The first night, right? I'm running running off all the air the airplane shit, right? Because when you're up in the air, bro, you... You, you, you like, hold on to water, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm like, I'm, bro, I, I got on the scale. I was heavier than what the fuck I was when I got on the plane. Yeah, like, like I, I didn't eat anything. Eat nothing. Yeah, I know. You know That's what I mean? You just drink I water. Didn't, I didn't even drink water. I had a little bit of tea. I was sipping on tea, like, because it was hot, you know? So, it's like, it's easier to just stay sip on and stay hot, just, you know? Yeah. The water, your water is going to keep fucking killing it, you know? So, uh, anyways, we get there. I get, I lose the first three kilos, bro. Now I gotta lose another three. Bro, I was up all night cutting weight, bro. It was the worst weight cut I've ever experienced. Now, I, if you see the pictures, I'm gonna send you pictures because you can show this on the podcast. I literally look like I'm about to fucking die at the press conference. <laughs> like, just, my my eyes are just like. Just like I can't keep them over there, like I'm dying, you know. <laughs> and they're talking and talking. Now listen, no. now we're trying to get on a scale, but the scale now shows that every everybody's over. How the fuck is everybody overweight? Said telling everybody that we gotta cut weight again. Say what the fuck you mean, bro? They're not, I, I'm not the only guy. Everybody's overweight. So you tell everybody gotta, you know, because we obviously check the weight before we step on the fucking Everyone's scale. Everyone's just agrees to a catch weight. You know what I mean? So the fucking skill was broken, bro. Clearly. Clearly. My coach in the years in the fucking game, right, knows how to work the fucking, how to fix the scale. Because it wasn't a digital scale. It was one, right? So Bob, 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 he's like, step on it now. Perfect, bro. I step on it. was a 60 kilo. I was 59.5. Fucking five so you overshot it. Yeah, yeah I was the pound overshot. Yeah, bro. I was, bro, I was dying, bro. And that was the first time. That was the first time that I made that weight, right? That's crazy. Well, uh, our producers uh, <laughs> trying to give us the roundup. Um, definitely gotta have you back on. Hoping you get another fight soon because I can't wait to watch you fight again. Uh, definitely gotta have you come up to the gym to train. I know you pull up there. I know you moved to Toronto now, so you can come like come train with us now. You know? Yeah. So uh, okay. definitely uh, go check out uh, Dennis's Instagram. Go check out his highlights if you've never seen the guy fight. Also Absolute check beast. out my uh, my website bosiandmenace.com. No, no, he's got rap videos and everything. He's lit. <laughs> <laughs> he's lit. I forgot to get at you about that. this. Motherfucker's lit. Yeah, uh, that's it. Really appreciate you coming, man. Go check really. out our boy, um, dopest uh, duck food truck. What was your spot? Saiva Grill. And what was your uh, spot? Scout Cafe and Comics Foods. Watch it, freaks. Done. Watch it, watch freaks. it, freaks. <laughs>